This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, live Saturday edition. You bring up anything. Uh, so your phone calls are the primary element. Otherwise, we'll tell you about something that's interesting to us. And a question that I might ask you would be, do you think that Internet websites should be rated? Should there be a ratings system? For the internet, I, I I don't I don't disagree with the idea of a rating system for the internet. I would, however, disagree with the idea of a government mandated one. Well, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be an option here. We'll see what the, the culture secretary has to say about it from over in the UK. Now, don't get all worried quite yet, Americans. This isn't happening in uh, the United States at this point, but it seems like. The things that happen in the U.K. as far as big government, nanny state, police state stuff tends to migrate over here eventually. So pay close attention to what this guy has to say. And he looks so innocent in the uh, the picture on the, 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 the story. I'll put it up for you over the BBS later. You can see it for yourself. Looks so innocent, so concerned, this man. Here's a story from The Telegraph. In an interview with The Daily Telegraph, Andy Burnham says he believes that no standards of decency need to be applied to the web. He's planning to negotiate with Barack Obama's incoming American administration to draw up new international rules for English language websites. The cabinet minister describes the Internet as quite a dangerous place. If it was dangerous, you'd be able to hurt yourself there, and it's not real. Well, right? you know what he means by that. Children could hurt their eyes and their ears. It could, it could ruin the minds of children around the world, and it is ruining the minds of children. We need government intervention. Well, I think parents probably, uh, my guess would be that parents are taking steps to prevent their children from getting onto what he might call dangerous websites. You it's know. not good enough. What about those parents that aren't taking steps? Well, maybe they're bad parents and they don't have uh, enough money to buy uh, computers. Well, what about uh, your children going to one of their friends' houses that doesn't have such restrictions? Well, Clearly, we need government intervention. When I was six years old, I went to the end of the street uh, with a friend of mine, and we uh, looked at uh, a pornographic magazine that I believe he'd stolen from probably some family member. I, I couldn't tell you the, the story um, exactly, but we looked at uh, you know the pictures of the naked ladies, and I'll say that the book then didn't have what wasn't the level of pornography that one can find on the internet but it didn't warp me for life i don't think he says he wants internet service providers to offer parents child safe web services i'd like to point out that there already are such internet service providers they already exist they filter out the websites at the internet service provider level the isp level and they just can't even get to your kid there's no amount of tinkering your kids can do on the computer to bypass that particular service so those services exist and of course there's also the software so you can filter regular broadband connections and things like that but giving film style ratings to individual websites is one of the options being considered uh, confirms this bureaucrat when asked directly uh, directly whether age ratings could be introduced burnham replies yes that would be an option this is an area that's really now coming into full focus now uh, my question is i know that there are things on the internet that bother me uh, certainly uh, but things like how to build a bomb now i've never gone and looked at these things but 
I suppose that there's some legitimate purpose for building a bomb maybe sometime. I don't know when exactly. It would seem like when the uh, government has gotten too ruthless and bad. Like, for instance, if the people in Nazi Germany had had the opportunity to know how to build bombs, maybe they could have stopped Hitler. Mm. You know, that Valkyrie movie came out in, uh, you know, two days ago. It's in the theaters. And if those guys had managed to blow Hitler up, things would have been very, very different. Um, but, you know, I don't really have use of bomb building today. I wonder what rating he's going to give the English uh, English language bomb building sites. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you think there should be internet ratings? That's what Andy Burnham in the UK says, and he's apparently going to. He's already uh, working on discussing these uh, changes with Barack Obama. So maybe it won't be too long before internet ratings come to the United States. I want to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I was going through the airport uh, yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when I got back. Uh, I guess it was the day before. And there was a little sign that um, there that said, no jokes about bombs. It's against the law or something. Really? Something to that effect. <laughs> and now at this point, somehow or another, we've made, you know, DSA has made it against regulation to make jokes. It's amazing. Yeah. Let's go to your phone calls. Ben is in the UK. There's more to this story, but let's talk to somebody who is across the pond and dealing with this Andy Burnham character. Ben, uh, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm... I mean, basically over here in the UK, we've got the regulatory bodies who've already decided they want to regulate, well, they already are regulating telly and radio and everything, so mm-hmm. they've, they've just decided it's their job to go and regulate the internet. Of course it is. It's, it's their job to do what parents are supposed to do. Exactly. And luckily, luckily I've been okay. I'm only 17, and I'm the tech in the house, so I get to decide... <laughs> what I can get onto, but there was was something um, in the news over here recently involving um, actual censorship, which is, there was an image on Wikipedia which was flagged by the Internet Watch Foundation as being child porn, and so several ISPs, including mine, blocked this page from Wikipedia. And what was the image? It was an album cover from a um, album featuring a, it did feature a naked young girl, but it was, you know, it's an album cover that's being released and you can buy. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, that's not child pornography. If it's a naked young girl, it's a naked young girl. I think you have to have some some sort of sexual element in order to have child pornography, and I, I'm totally with you, and I think it's a disturbing situation that you guys have developing over there, and I I'm a, unfortunately believe it's probably only just a matter of time uh, before this stuff comes about. After all, Australia has gotten away with it. They are just now, uh, in the beginning of, I think it's the beginning of 2009, going to be introducing their countrywide Internet filtering scheme. So it, it'll be easy for the U.K. to point over to Australia and say, ah, oh, see, it's uh, working over there though, for those blokes. You know, um, yeah, the, the, Austra- the Australian situation is quite frightening, really, because over here, the situ- the, um, this censorship for child porn is supposedly voluntary on the ISP's part, although quite a voluntary it, it, that is, I don't know. But in, in Australia, they've got two censorship systems and you choose between the two <laughs> censorship 
set for censorship. Yes, do you want heavy censorship or light censorship? I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you uh, from the U.K. there, 800-259-9231. You know, I was just uh, thinking, there's been more than one instance since we've been doing this show where we've uh, run across stories of parents who have been thrown in jail for taking pictures of their children naked. Yeah, like in the bathtub or running around outside right, or something. Right, things like that. You, you know, I... I, I I know that child pornography is bad. I don't like the idea of uh, naked kids being, ta- you know, kids being, t- uh, t- you know, taking pictures of while they're having sex or abused or whatever this this is all about. But I think that there are different people have different opinions as to what child pornography is. Clearly, and, and some people in law enforcement, people willing to press charges against uh, other people, believe that child pornography is just taking pictures of your naked kids. I, I can tell you that I give my, – my son Jack is nine months old. I give him a bath. Bath time is great. He loves, the, you know, being you know t- taken out of the bath. He gets so excited. He bounces around and it's stuff. It's okay to capture memories as long as you don't take him to a film developer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really <laughs> that's what it's come to. Uh, let's continue with Steve listening to WFLA in Florida. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hey, thanks for having me on your show. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, my, when I heard you bring up the subject, my first thought was, well, knowing the government, they're going to slander and belittle anything that's controversial, but no one will tune into it. But I, I am the owner of probably the most visited website in the world. Oh, wow. That's quite sub- a claim. On the subject matter of John Lennon's murder. Okay. Okay. It's, it's LennonMurderTruth.com, and this is in particular interest to the people who live out on Casey Key. In Sarasota? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll find out what this is all about here. I'll bring it back, and you can tell us a little more in a moment. 800-259-9231. Somehow he's going to tie in his website to the uh, potential for Internet ratings. My question again for you is, do you feel like there should be an Internet rating system? I want to hear from somebody who supports that idea. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the uh, features on the site, by the way, are totally free. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. That, again, is shrine.freetalklive.com. Dexy20, it's a uh, appetite suppressant that I've been taking for, I guess, the last uh, four or five months now. And I've managed to lose weight on it. I've lost almost 10 pounds. I didn't have much to lose and didn't have a big goal. Uh, but, you know, it, it works in, in a way that's so convenient for my lifestyle. I don't have to go. I don't go to the gym. I don't do anything different. I just take two, two of these pills once a day. Um, I'm on kind of a maintenance plan now. And... I lose weight. I haven't changed my lifestyle. I haven't changed what I eat, anything, or what I choose to eat. And, you know, it's Dexy 20. It's so easy. Lose weight the easy way. You don't have to worry about any of those weird jitters you get from regular diet pills because it doesn't have the stimulants in it. Dexy 20. You can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC, or diet.freetalklive.com. All right. We continue with your phone calls. The question on the table at the moment, but it is, of course, Free Talk Live, so you can always bring up anything if you like. But the question is... Some bureaucrats around the world, uh, in the U.K. specifically, but it could be here in America soon. In fact, he's proposing it comes to America, are proposing an Internet ratings system. Do you support it? 
You support it being mandated upon all English websites? That's what they're talking about. 1-800-259-9231 for your thoughts. Let's go back to Steve listening to WFLA. Now, Steve, you're saying you run a really popular website having to do with uh, the assassination of John Lennon, and you were going to continue, and we ran out of time. So go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, and this is of particular interest to the people who live out on Casey Keys near Sarasota, because the real murderer is not Mark David Chapman. Nixon and Reagan had John Lennon killed. Now, remember, my website's LennonMurderTruth.com. All right, that's enough. Any more plugs, you're going to have to buy an ad. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. The man getting the autograph is none other than author Stephen King, advertised one great big Zippo lighter three months before he looks like one great big Zippo lighter when he opens fire. Uh, my website... Wait a minute. Are you saying Stephen King killed uh, John Lennon? For Nixon and Reagan. Chapman You're saying author Floyd Stephen Hope. King <laughs> killed John mm-hmm. Lennon? I ran him out of Maine. They all know about it. You ran Stephen King out of Maine, and now he's living down on KC Key? Is that your point? He knows his days of freedom are numbered. He's living in the most paradisical place he can while he can. Well, don't, I, I, I doubt very it, – it seems like they're not going to open this case again. I mean, it looks like the uh, the murderer, whoever they are, uh, managed to get away with it because I don't believe that uh, Mr. Chapman uh, actually got uh, time for it. He went to a, an asylum. Isn't that correct? No, you're thinking of Hinckley who shot Reagan. Okay. Chapman, Chapman never went to trial. He was uh, – he, he decided to plead guilty a year and a half after the murder, behind closed doors, unannounced. Nobody saw anything. I knew then that the government was hiding something. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. My... Don't most people play, plead guilty behind closed doors without anyone, um, you know, seeing? Not, not when it's something as high-profile as John Lennon's murder. We have a right to make sure it wasn't a political assassination, considering the Kennedys and Martin Luther King and everything else. So what was John Lennon the link to, that he needed to be taken out by uh, Reagan and Nixon, you said? Yeah, what was the motivation? Uh, John Lennon was standing up to the war uh, philosophy that we always have to have an enemy and always have to fight a war. The government controls us with war. It, it's a hoax. I agree. I agree with that. I don't know about the, the this particular uh, view, viewpoint. I mean, it's an interesting theory. I'll let you plug your website again because I think this is fascinating. <laughs> what, what was the site? LennonMurderTruth.com. LennonMurderTruth. So you are alleging that the actual killer of John Lennon is author Stephen King. Why did they choose uh, Stephen King? Because John Lennon's message of peace, love, and understanding had to be rubbed out. It wasn't enough well, to wait, wait. kill. What's why, would to do with Stephen King? Stephen, why would Stephen King do it? What better way to rub out John Lennon's message than to replace John Lennon with the opposite messenger? But he, how did he get replaced? It's not like he married Yoko Ono. <laughs> well, Yoko Ono's involved in this cover-up, too. She oh, was by... really? Yes, This is intriguing. Is. What, what about uh, the, the, what's, what's the, uh, the kid's name? Uh, Julian Lennon? What, was, is he involved? That dirty little guy? No, 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 no. He's okay. totally innocent. Yeah, you know, he just, looks, he just looks guilty when shifty. I see him on the video. Shifty. It took me almost getting beaten to death by Yoko Ono's security that convinced me that she's got something to hide. Uh, the evidence I have against Nixon and Reagan and Stephen King is cryptography in the bold print of Time and Newsweek magazine surrounding the crime, including Mark David King Chapman. Wait a minute. You're, wait a minute. Cryptography? <laughs> you mean you looked at the Newsweek magazine and you managed to decode a special message that actually somehow pointed to the real killer? Seventy percent of Time and Newsweek's bold print headlines right before the murder spring to double-meaning life when analyzed in the context of John Lennon's murder. For example, wow, the day of the murder... Wow, this is crazy. I've never heard a call like this before. I mean, we've, <laughs> heard, we've heard the usual conspiracy theory claptrap on this show, but I can't, I can't say I've I want to hear this. this I want to hear what letters and numbers you have to change things around to get to yeah, John Lennon's yeah. murder. My, my first...
first big clue came a year and a half after the murder when I went to my library to reread the murder story. Since I, I didn't believe this thing about him pleading guilty behind closed doors, I picked up the December 15, 1980 issue of Time, figuring that came out a week after the murder. As it turns out, it came out the day of the murder, and I simultaneously noticed two things. One, there's no article about John Lennon's murder, and because the magazine came out that day, and a bunch of weird stuff in the headlines. And I got to the headline, who's in, who's out, above Ronald Reagan, who was just elected. And I thought to myself, what's this, Reagan's in, Lennon's out? And below that head, the photo of Reagan sitting next to Richard Nixon's book, The Real War. I'm wondering if the – is there a um, – I mean, obviously, you, you found this, this out. Have you managed to find out any other truths that we might be missing? If you go to the November 22, 1963 <laughs> issue of Time magazine. Yes, I'm going out, right uh, to it right now. It's, it's in my collection. Which, which came out a week before John Kennedy was killed. Yeah. And you read the bold print only, just the bold print. Don't read anything else except the bold print. You will find Richard Nixon implicated in JFK's murder. Why, why, would, why, they would, do they, that? why, why would the newspaper do that? What is their purpose? Time and Newsweek are the CIA. Time. Why would they do it? So U.S. What's News and World Report, uh, who, who do they work for? Well, 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 there are two reasons to to document histority. I mean, to document his history. Why would the CIA? Well, it's not the CIA's job to document history. Why would they do that? Well, if it ever needed to be proved to the world in an irrefutable source, you could say, "Look, this was printed the day before Kennedy, or the week before Kennedy was killed," and and here's what the headlines read: "Something on the move. Who's letting blood? Richard Nixon." So, so you're saying talk. that this is all proven beyond a shadow of a doubt on your website? Well, the John Lennon thing for sure. Yes. No, uh, Stephen King has never denied it. In fact, his getting run over, his getting run over by a van in Maine might have been a government attempt to assassinate him to shut my story up. So wait, why would they uh, – wait a minute. Stephen King has been around for a long time. I mean, if, I know the government botches things up pretty bad, but one thing they're good at is killing people. I mean, you're no, telling well, me they, they, I, they botched the I murder of Stephen King and then they didn't try it again? Now, hold on. Did you have some kind of vendetta against Stephen King before this happened? I mean, how did you know to look for him? I didn't even know it was Stephen King when I first found the face. First I found the codes, then I found Mark David Chapman's name and a letter to the editor printed before the murder where he says how Reagan is moving him armed into a hostile square. Finally, because the codes only last for five months surrounding the murder, there were no, there were no more codes. I kept going back on the microfiche, and I saw this face run by, and it said, Stephen King won great big Zippo lighter. I didn't know who Stephen what King was. Talking about. Thank you, Steve. Great... I appreciate it. We're out of time. We've got to get to other callers, but good luck with your crusade to bring that killer to justice. <laughs> Wow. I what else can you say? say? I mean, what the hell do I know about John Lennon's murder? I've That's got nothing. True. Maybe, I, he know, know. maybe he's right. I mean, it's possible it's he's right. right. Uh, you put a million monkeys in with a million typewriters, and sooner or later they're going to come up with 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the. You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you really can call about absolutely anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. He didn't even bother to spin that into the topic that we were originally calling about. He just used us talking uh, talking about the Internet to to talk about his crazy Stephen King website. Did you go to it, Mark? I I, I did not. Um, My understanding that uh, there's a a letter on there from one of our listeners says there's a letter on there from Stephen King saying... I, I didn't kill John Lennon. I think you know I that. I think you know that. <laughs> For those of you just tuning in, you missed a uh, call from some guy in Tampa who has a website about how he believes that he's pieced together the evidence, including headlines from uh, major magazine, uh, published magazines across the country, that prove that Stephen King actually is the murderer of John Lennon. So you can go back in the archives and listen to those. We've got archives free for you at freetalklive.com. If you missed a moment of the show, they're all there for you, uh, all completely on the house, freetalklive.com. And the authors of The Quick and Dirty Guide to War talk about current and future conflicts around the world. And Joseph Simone discusses real-world knife fighting all at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, that's paladinpodcast.com. All right, so this is Free Talk Live. You can call about anything. We open the show up with a question about Internet censorship. Uh, Some bureaucrat over in the U.K., some top bureaucrat, is looking to team up with the American government. And, well, they're talking about Internet ratings. They're talking about a mandatory Internet rating system. And there's nothing that's uh, officially on the table yet, but they're talking about it. So you should probably pay attention if you care about, oh, freedom on the Internet. Uh, But would like to hear from you if you support the idea of mandatory Internet ratings. I would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls uh, about what you want. Larry in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hey, Larry. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? That one guy is really desperate, I tell you. It shows you how gullible people are. But here's (laughs) the problem with this rating deal. The uh, Internet is uh, straight-line straight, uh, straight line pornography. If you have the Internet in your home and you have kids, you're opening them up to uh, sitting down at the computer at any time and getting a pop-up with hardcore pornography. It's true. Once they see it, once they push the button, uh, it's voyeurism. It's a prime... Uh, prime you all right there? See, I'm still there. Okay. Once they see this pornography, every time they get the chance, they're going back to it. So that's a, that's a fact. But what they want to do is they're trying to get the government to syndicate with them against their competition so that when they get this censorship deal, they'll be the only one that will be able to uh, to go and check on it, and the government will add then add the penalties. I'm um, waiting. Hold on. Larry, do. I'm a little lost. Who's the government syndicating with? To... They're syndicate, just like any other business. I think I mentioned before that the government is uh, uh, it can add penalties to any wrongdoing that somebody lobbies for. I'm still somebody lost, Larry. Who are they who are they teaming up with? I don't They're, they're, they're going to team up with these people that want the rating as a business. Oh, you know I mean? oh okay. I see what you're saying. You're saying that there's because, some business that's going to do the ratings like sort of yeah. the MPAA, which isn't really I don't know if it's really a business, but uh yeah. you're saying well, there might be some sort of organization that'll get a sweet government contract yeah. in order to do this? Well, they're not going to actually they may get some kind of quasi uh uh deal, but what they'll do is is they'll have the government to enforce their authority by some kind of penalty. I see where you're coming from, Larry. We've got to let you go. Your phone is taking a dump. 
Thank you, though. 800-259-9231. Uh, it sounded like it might have been dying there or something like that. So uh, so what he's saying there, as I understood it, was that there would be some sweetheart deal between some business that would essentially be the ratings business. They would be, you know, maybe they would pick one of the existing software companies that currently is filtering the Internet and give them, you know, the contract to decide what uh, website should be rated what. Well, and You know, I, to me, what it is, it's a violation of free speech or freedom of the press, depending on how you decide to look at it. Um, you know, at the time that the Founding Fathers put together, uh, you know, the, the the Bill of Rights, the press was really the only kind of media there was out there. The Internet is simply a way for people to communicate with each other. And I'm sorry, you know, we live in America. If you want to have a censored press, fine. Go find your own little banana republic. But the freedom of the press is there to protect uh, and freedom of speech is there to protect unpopular speech. It's true. But if you want to have your own censored press, you don't have to move anywhere. You can just restrict the channels that your kids watch, and you can restrict well, the Internet well, sites. If they you can do see. move someplace, you can be happy to know that everybody around you is restricted in the same fashion that I you see. want them to be restricted. And that's yeah. really what these people want. It's not about what they want to look it's at the or what their people. kids um, you know, are getting to look at. It's about other people out yeah. there, the people that don't take good care of their kids as far as these or, people are or concerned. Or the people that have different uh, preferences as far as what they view view is important to their value system. I mean, some parents are not as concerned as uh, the, uh, the religious nut jobs about, uh, para, uh, about stuff like pornography. And I pick out the religious nut jobs just because it's the most obvious example. Maybe there are other people that are very vehemently anti-porn, but they're, I think they're the most, one of the more vocal groups that's against it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like a good idea to keep uh, porn out of the hands of your kids. I mean, I don't have a problem with art. Um, however, some people might consider what I consider art to be porn. So I think Larry was exaggerating a little bit when he suggested that you just see porn when you're surfing around the internet. If you're on mainstream websites and and certainly kids' sites, you're not going to see pornography. And if you have the software installed on your computer or if you're using an internet service provider that has filtering built in at the ISP level, then you're really pretty, I, from what I understand, you're pretty safe. So, I mean, if you're actually if you actually are a parent who has uh, experience with filtering software and, and or, or and or purchasing internet service providing uh, providing services from a filtered ISP, would love to hear from you since you've probably got some expertise on this at 800-259-9231. Also, want to hear from somebody that thinks that a mandatory filtering scheme or a mandatory ratings system would be a good idea. 800-259-9231. We go to Keith in Arkansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, can you hear me? Hello? Hey, Keith, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, a couple things. I actually uh, thought that what that guy was saying was interesting. I don't know how valid it is about the John Lennon, but he was an anti-war activist, and war makes big money. Anyway, about Yeah, the, but he uh, wasn't the only anti-war activist. Why no, would they no, only target him? I, I, I'm just saying I found it interesting. I don't know how... Oh, I found it interesting, it. too. That's why he stayed on. Yeah. Um, so about the Internet... First of all, if any elected official says they think it's a good idea, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> I agree. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. And um, second of all, they could easily keep porn uh, uh, out from access for children. Oh. And they could simply put something after .com, like AC for adult content or something like that. They could change their domain name slightly if they want. And that could be all kinds of adult content. I mean, it doesn't have just to be porn. It could be... You know, information that's, you know, 
not suitable for young kids. Well, they so do have a domain name extension called the XXX uh, extension. I don't know how popular it is, but what you're suggesting there is essentially a reorganization of all existing websites uh, that would that would be .coms would have to go to a, some sort of .dot uh, adult content or .ac. Well, I, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. What you're talking it, about there? Yeah, it seemed like it'd be easy, but you know better than I do. I, I just thought they could have done that years ago, and we'd never had this problem. Well, it's, well, that's that's the uh, you know the fact is central planning uh, you know has some allure to it, but it, <laughs> it just doesn't seem to work. No, I, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to target uh, sites like uh, you're on with Genesis Network. I think those are all going to go away if they pass it. Well, I'm not too concerned about that. I am pretty positive that the internet geeks out there will do what it's take uh, will do what it takes to keep the real internet up and running. I, I believe that to be the case. I, I hope I hope I'm not proven wrong on that. Well, um, I just want more and more numbers. I think there are a lot of numbers. That's why they haven't done it yet. But I want to encourage everybody out there to do whatever they can to stop this, including you know communicating with their representative officials. Boy, because that worked so well with the bailout. Thank you for the call. Appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, when you look at it, what else do you do? What does what does the average person do besides contact the uh, you know the 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 the, the chief uh, politician that they've elected and, and try to get a hold of them and, and influence what they have to say? That's decided. really all you. I mean, you could call your ISP and ask them to not obey, and the likelihood that they won't is pretty slim. Because most business owners are just lockstep behind whatever the government demands. Even if they disagree with it, they'll they'll do it because, well, they're scared men with guns are going to come in and shut them down if they don't. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on this or whatever you want. Should the Internet be filtered or restricted? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whether it's brand new or used, 41 categories in which you can shop, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Go and get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a cut if you enter through that link. That again, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Back to the phones, back to the fun. Let's talk to Brian listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, listening to the uh, talk about the government uh, regulating the Internet, it's a terrible idea. They Every time they get involved in a regulation of something, it usually just goes wacko. And uh, I, I just think it's a terrible idea. You know, the, the only consideration here is that certain things not be exposed to children. In my mind, as an adult, you should, you know, pretty much be able to do what you want. You obviously don't want children exposed uh, I don't believe most people want children exposed to pornography and, and things like that. But other than that, you know, the government putting ratings on websites, um, you know, 
who does that benefit except except the government? Right. And it'll that's, that's, it'll be the first step on the road to complete censorship. I mean, if their first thing they're going to do is rate the websites, then the next thing they're going to do is exclude well, certain rated websites. Sure. I mean, if it, it, it stands to reason, if you're going to rate them, that some of them will be excluded. Right. In fact, uh, Mr. Burnham from the story over at the Telegraph says that he his plans to reign in the internet. So this is not his. It's not a quote from him, but this is the story and censor some websites. Uh, apparently, so he's already uh, talking about censoring right off the bat. So, well, and if if he's already talking about censoring, you know, this hasn't been into any any Senate subcommittees or anything like that. I mean, obviously, he has decided what is appropriate and what is not, which is just pretty scary. And the last thing we need are, are a bunch of Washington bureaucrats getting together to decide what's appropriate and what's not. You know, obviously, the What's out there for Internet filtering software is, is doing a pretty good job, and otherwise the companies would be out of business. And exactly. Let, let, let that take care of it. And the, the government doesn't need to step in and say, okay, now that, now that the filtering software has been established, we're going to come in and regulate the filtering software. Yep. I mean, there's just there's just too many slippery slopes for this to go down. I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I just don't think that the government cares what we think. Yeah, I thank you for the call. I'd like to know what the uh, the problem is. I mean, what what has been occurring as a result of kids getting a hold of pornography on the internet? Well, I, it must be happening, right? Where where are the uh, you know the, the the ritual sacrifices? Where where are the uh, <laughs> sex crazed maniacs? I mean, where, where where what is the problem? What's the result? Burnham says if you look back at the people who created the internet. Internet, they talked very deliberately about creating a space that governments couldn't reach. I think we are having to revisit that stuff seriously now. It's true across the board in terms of content, harmful content, and copyright. Libel is also an emerging issue. So, con- content that's harmful, Mark. Libel. Harming people. People are being harmed by text online. We, we saw the, yeah. the little girl hung herself in, in Minnesota. See, the Internet's dangerous. Or Missouri. Yeah. Well, no, the little girl hung herself. The Internet wasn't dangerous. Burnham says, there is content that should just not be available to be viewed. That's my view. Absolutely categorical. This is not a campaign against free speech. Far from it. it yeah, is simply, on, how can it not be? It a, is simply there is a wider public interest at stake when it involves harm to other people. We have got to get better at defining where the public interest lies and being clear about it. So it's freedom of speech as long as you don't say something that he doesn't like. The public interest is at stake here. Mark. Wait, wait. And he used term like harmful. Harm doesn't. I, I don't understand how people are harmed. I suppose one can make the uh, argument with libel that people. People would be harmed in in the sense that their uh, livelihood would be would be harmed or something like that. But harm? How are you harmed by pictures and words on your computer? Mr. Burnham reveals he's currently considering a range of new safeguards. Initially, as with copyright violations, these could be policed by Internet providers. Oh, great. I'm sure all of the ISPs out there in the world or in the U.K. and the, the U.S. are just just feeling peachy about how they're going to have to now police their users' internet connections, that this will now be, they will be the unpaid enforcers for the government of this particular piece of legislation, if it comes to pass. And it seems like it's only a matter of time. Your thoughts? Still looking for somebody that supports the idea of internet filtering or internet rating systems uh, that would be mandatory on all English websites? Let's continue with your calls and talk to John listening in Texas. Hello, John. You're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, how are y'all? You're on the air, John. What's on your mind? Well, listen, as a parent of a, a computer-savvy six-year-old, Impressive. here's some of the... Uh, some of the, like he got in, his introductions in the computers started at pre-K, kindergarten, and he's in first grade, and they even have computer lab in first grade, mm-hmm. you know. And one day he was trying to find a SpongeBob where, uh, website, and put one too many O's in Bob. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and the next thing, <laughs> he got SpongeBob. Nice. And, nice. Oh, clever boy. And next thing you know, he's running into me going, Dad, Dad, come here. you got to look at this. And I go back there, and he's got, you know, biggins, whatever. And I'm like, okay. Um, hey, that's know. a good kid, though. I mean, for him to run to you and show you that, I mean, that's a great well, parental opportunity right there, right? It was. It presented itself. And he was more concerned that he didn't get SpongeBob. And he, but yeah. here's the deal. What's that? Here's the, yeah, really. <laughs> I never saw that with Patrick. Anyway, uh-huh. um, here's the deal. Yes, um, there is content, and, and it's not just like porn. There's language issues. You can go to YouTube. Uh, kid gets cut loose on YouTube and, and, you know, sees things, hears things. You don't really want your child exposed to it. And I'm no religious guy, you know. It's just... I, you know, there were things like I wouldn't let my son watch a, a George Carlin stand on TV. Sure, and on YouTube you can get anything with the, you know the f bomb and the s bomb and all kinds and of uh, ex- you know they, you can still have not but, not porn yeah, but you can but certainly having, have adult content on there, no doubt. I, absolutely, but having said that, it's my job to monitor what my son accesses to on the computer. It's not the government. Absolutely. Not, and it's not the British government, the Canadian government, the Zairean government, <laughs> or our government. Okay? Well it's said, my John. Job. Okay? Yeah. Because, see, the, being, a lot of times we get scope locked off the fact, oh, well, the UK or the US, the, what's legal here or illegal here is perfectly legal in another country. You know? And what we would find disturbing here is normal in another country. And the Internet is an international, worldwide repository yeah. of this stuff. And it should and stay free, we, and it should stay accessible to those who wish to access it. And for those that wish to lock it down, they have their options. I agree with you completely, and I thank you for the call. Great points tonight, 800-259-9231. I'm a little disappointed that there's no nanny uh, status listening out oh, here listening. tonight. True. None <laughs> of them would be, but you understand. None of them will pick up their phone. Well, the, the nanny nanny statists, uh, people that would would regulate the internet, um, based you know and tell you what you can watch based on the children. That's those right. Those people don't have any really um, reason to pick up the telephone and talk to you. They True. don't want to engage in intelligent conversation. They don't want to engage in the are- arena of ideas. They're getting what they want after all. Right. Th- is all they have to do is engage the politicians, mm. and then they take away your rights. And you must go and fight for them yeah. and, and, you know, in the hopes of getting them back. And if you don't uh, obey their laws in the meantime while fighting to get them, um, get your rights back from the politicians, well, then you go to jail. And then your kid, who they were so worried about, well, has no provider. 
Burnham, uh, this again, the UK bureaucrat, says, I think there's definitely a case for clearer standards online. More ability for parents to understand if their child is on a site. What standards is it operating to? What are the protections that are in place? So it sounds like he really wants to, uh, <laughs> apparently he has more uh, in his, his sick little mind than just a rating system. He's got more than, than he wants to do. And he's not really explaining too clearly here, but he wants parents to understand what standards it's operating to. What are the protections that are in place? Sounds to me very bureaucratic. Whatever it is that he's proposing here as far as some new set of uh, requirements for all websites to bow down to and to obey, sounds awfully hmm, big and annoying to implement. I guess we'll find out over time what exactly it is they had planned because they're working diligently on this. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you are on hold, we will get to you coming up here in hour number two, whether it's comments on the Internet restriction proposals or whatever you want to talk about. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That, again, is SACL, C-A-I. That number for us, for you to take take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want, is 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls. Looks like everybody held through the news. So we start with Mark in Texas. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark in Texas. Going once. Uh, thank hey, you're, you. You're I, guess, I guess, uh, I, and you know, I just, I want to, I just want to make a, just a, a, a small aside. I hear this all the time. I wish people wouldn't ask as a greeting, "How are you doing?" Um, anyway, that's just a personal aside for oh, me. That's you, wait, I mean, do you mean I, generally, or do you mean only specifically on radio? How are you doing? It's like hello is sufficient. Okay, just say hello. <laughs> hello. I, I personally have nothing against it. It's uh, it's a common phrase that people uh, utter to one another and they really thoughtlessly. And I don't think it's anything wrong with asking someone how they are. Uh, but at the same time, as far as it being on the radio is concerned, I am against it because it's just a waste. It's just a time waster. If I get, if yeah, I told everybody you. that asked me how I was doing, all we you know we'd spend a minute every hour uh, me saying thank great. You. Thank you. Yeah. You just made my point. Now, but anyway, uh, before you go on, I, I have a question. Do you have a lot of pet peeves? <laughs> uh, no, just a couple. Uh, the government would be at the top, but anyhow, uh, I I'm guess what I would say with respect to uh, uh, the whole inter- internet censorship and, and, and the, the folks from England, you know, I'm sorry for you, but you're not American, and <laughs> I have no interest in what you think you should be able to view. Well, now wait, don't uh, get cocky be... here. Just because they're not American doesn't mean this isn't going to happen in America. <laughs> don't think that socialism well, realize, isn't alive and well in the United States. <laughs> Well, I realize, yes, indeed. I realize, of course, that, uh, yeah, the, the potential for it to happen here is alive and well, and the effort is certainly very strong uh, behind the scenes with the obfuscations and lies that represent most of what comes out of the average American politician's mouth. 
notwithstanding all the very obvious, my point would be, uh, even for people looking for SpongeBob and the misspelling, there are filters available, just like your television. It requires a certain amount of your time to make certain that your children aren't poisoned by things you would rather than not see. Uh, and, and in addition, uh, you had mentioned, someone, one of you guys had mentioned, well, I'm not sure what's really going on out there that is, you know, so horrible that is driving all this. You know, you take two or three instances out of a population of 250 million plus, which is an infinitesimally small amount. It's just right. extraordinarily small. And you serve it up to an apathetic, lazy uh, congregation of American people, which by and large, I'm going to say better than 50% of the American people uh, are in that category. And they're all about, okay, go ahead and help us be protected from whatever it is. And yeah, they, they don't, don't want to take responsibility brain. for their lives. It's just so much easier not. to let government just handle as much as possible. And it's a mentality that I think is really dangerous. And it is, it is. I, I agree with you. It has infected uh, a significant percentage of the American population. I, I don't know what. Maybe, maybe you're right. It's fifty percent. Maybe it's more than that. Uh, maybe you're just being conservative with that number. I don't know, but it's a real I'm problem. Deliberately being, I'm deliberately being conservative. I, I, there are days when I feel it is far greater than that. But frankly, it doesn't bother me because I know it's just a small percentage. Of people that, re, that are really required to make the, the real significant changes, unfortunately, come about uh, at times when it's excruciating. But uh, I think the whole idea of censorship at all has, has more to do with programs like this, what they say, the uh, essential content of what they uh, allow to be said, which is the real target of the censorship. We, we, God forbid that Americans should be allowed to wake up in any number uh, sufficient that they can see just how truly depraved and criminal, and that's, uh, I mean that quite sincerely, that their government has become, which indeed at the end of the day is nothing more than merely a reflection of that same apathetic, lazy congregation of people. Brilliantly said. Thank you, sir, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the lazy Americans he's talking about went to government indoctrination camps, uh, these public schools that are all around the country, and they taught them to believe that if something needs to be done, then to look to the government for the solution. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with what he said. I, I don't like the sound of it. But it was a little uh, harsh. But, you know, I, I, there's not much I can say that's uh, that's contrary to it. I guess that the, 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 the one thing that I would say is, you know, it doesn't matter how lazy or how dumb or however what, you know, whatever negative description you want to use for the average person, they shouldn't be able to make a decision for my life. They're probably the best person to make decisions for their life. because they, sure. they have the feet on the ground, uh, sort of real-time information as to what's going yeah. on for them. So they should make decisions for them. And I think that they're the best individual to make decisions for their lives. I'm not saying that they'll make the best ones or the ones that I'd make or the ones that you would make, but they're the ones to decide what their life is to be about. And, uh, however, they have no information about my life and shouldn't be handing down dictates to me on how I should live in the same vein. You know how uh, how sick the idea is that everybody should essentially be the same? I mean, isn't that what these people want? That's what democracy is. If everybody got to vote on what type of ice cream we'd eat, we'd all eat vanilla. You know how boring the world would be if that were the case? It'd be vanilla. If everyone were, the, if everyone were to believe the exact same thing, if everyone were to 
to want the exact same thing, nothing would get done. The world would be awful. There would be no contrast. There would be no um, there would be no interest in anything out there. I mean, it's just an, it's madness to believe that you have the exactly correct belief system and that you should impose your belief system upon others at the threat of violence. And that's what the government is. It's nothing more than an agency with a uh, with a monopoly over coercive force. It's the violent monopoly. It's not any, like any other monopoly. It's a violent monopoly. So we continue with your call. Sam in Texas. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Mark. Hey. Well said, both of you right there. What's on your mind? I can. Uh, I may be able to solve this British guy's concerns. Okay. What he needs is he needs a government ISP. And this way his government can approve the websites he gets to go to weekly. <laughs> the government can withhold the bill from his paycheck. And all his emails and instant messages could be filtered, and if they don't like what he said, they can contact him about it. Now, his problem isn't what the Internet that's coming through his computer. Oh, he's he, okay, right? He can handle yeah. it. His problem is the Internet that's coming through your computer. Oh, we can all have that, and the revolution would start quickly. <laughs> you think that's what it'll take? You think uh, taking away Internet freedom would, would spark a revolution? Well, if not that, what would be really neat to hear is that when they say children are still finding a way, then it's the fact is is that children have outwitted the government at that point. Oh, that's not yeah, that's not gonna be hard. To well, do. the fact is that people are outwitting the government every day, but it doesn't stop uh, you know the people in government or the people that support each new one of these initiatives to uh, you know start new in- initiatives. But but the, and, and I'm not disagreeing with that statement. How could you? But if you give them a, you know, well, agreed. But if you give them a government ISP, then you know just like the way the government runs everything else. It'd be driven into the ground, and yep. you know. And, and hey, this this group that approves the websites, we could like alcohol and drug test them before they go look at these websites. Well, the, I, I agree with that. Uh, the problem <laughs> with the the problem with a government ISP is it it would only run half of the time, and then <laughs> be, the people that, like dial up the speed. people that, that wanted that's to that's use exactly the internet. Lovely. Would 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 end up using the regular internet, and then you know the government would be outwitted by the competition because the problem that the government has is is that they can force people to pay for things, and that's how they manage to do business. And these nanny staters can have that government ISP. I totally agree with everything you just said. Well, it's a nice but idea, but not very not bloody likely because the government <laughs> uh, understands that it can't do things very well, that. which is why. And yes, we know you know that. But thank you, thank you, Sam. Them. Thank you, Sam, for the call. Uh, the government knows that it can't do things very well, which is why it's going to have the ISPs be the enforcers. In the same way that they have the bars be the enforcers for the non-smoking, uh, you know, the, no, the, no exactly. smoke, the smoking bans and all that other stuff. So the, the same way that, that are... they use businesses, they, they threaten businesses' licenses and the ability for them to do business. Right. And I don't see how in a free country you need a license to do business. But they threaten their licenses, and they're going to run them out of business if they don't control the customer's behavior. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. Still want to hear from somebody. There's got to be somebody out there who has the courage to pick up their phone and call in and actually take the side of the government on this one. Take the side of mandatory ratings for websites. You don't even have to take the side of uh, of restricting websites. Let's just say mandatory ratings. I don't mean filtering. I mean where you'll see like a little R symbol when you load the web page or an X or something like that. 800-259-9231. Can you defend that idea? It's Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free, and those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours free at freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Now you can purchase knobs and poles at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Interknobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using code FTL as in Free Talk Live at checkout. That's interknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and poles at interknobs.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Still looking. We had somebody who'd called uh, to finally take the governmental position, the uh, pro-censorship position, and they held on for 20 seconds dropped off. So 800-259-9231. Just a few more thoughts on this story here from The Telegraph over in the U.K. Now, remember, if you're just tuning in, just because this is from the U.K. doesn't mean it's not going to affect you here in the United States. In fact, the bureaucrat that is proposing these new Internet restrictions, talking about a mandatory rating system and even more than that actually this particular bureaucrat is is already saying suggesting that he's planning on negotiating with barack obama to implement the same measures here in america because well the internet is dangerous in fact uh, mr burnham andy burnham is the as a parent of three young children he says his goal is for internet providers to offer child safe web services he says It worries me like anybody with children. Leaving your child for two hours completely unregulated on the Internet is just not something you can do. This isn't about turning the clock back. The Internet has been empowering and democratizing in many ways. But we haven't yet got the stakes in the ground to help people navigate their way safely around what can be a very, very complex and quite Dangerous world. Oh, we do, we do have uh, all kinds of things that help people navigate through the internet, which is the world that he's talking about that's dangerous. And I, I we need I, road signs. I'd like him to uh, find how people have been hurt or died as a result of the internet. Uh, pictures it's too on a complex. Computer. Okay, fine. For it's, your it's complex. little, it is little darn mind, complex. your tiny little mind compared to my mind. And, and right. You need this is just another help. guy that knows better how to live my life than I do. But I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious. How come he doesn't think that these, uh, these, these little, uh, these internet filtering services are good enough? It's not good enough because he wants more than that. He also wants new industry-wide takedown times. This means that if websites such as YouTube or Facebook are alerted to offensive or harmful content, they will have to remove it within a specified time once it is brought to their attention. Now, what he doesn't make clear is whether the takedown times only affect if the government demands that they remove something or if a user to the website demands they remove something. Either way, it's bad news, but if it's the users, they can just say, Hey, I'm offended by that. And then within, you know, an hour, they have to remove the particular offensive video. You can count on just about every piece of uh, footage on YouTube, a a lot of them going away. And he says also that government... The only ones that won't go away are the ones that no one cares about at all. He says government's also considering changing libel laws to give people access to cheap, low-cost legal resource if they're defamed online. So uh, so encouraging people to lawyer up and go after that person who's offended you. Let's go to your calls. Uh, I believe Rich is back in North Carolina. Rich, who uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Well, howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I'm I'm all for the uh, internet rating system. Oh yeah. But, un- but under one condition. What's the condition, Rich? 
that I get to be the one doing the rating. That, that would, you know, that that really is the uh, the the kicker. And the fact is that you and I will never be the ones who are in charge, Rich. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah, so it's going to be somebody else telling you what to do. Thanks, Rich, for the call. Not exactly what I was expecting. Still looking for somebody who can really take the pro ratings position on this show. There's got to be somebody out there. Let's try Mike listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Mike. Hey, I love this show. This show is fantastic. It's on your mind. Uh, I, I can't take the side of the government, uh, but Damn I it. can make the observation what I, what I would like to know if you guys think. Um, have you noticed how close we're becoming, England? It's pretty darn close. I mean, they're kind of leading the uh, leading the path down the road to totalitarianism. They're a few steps ahead of the U.S. government, but uh, they're definitely setting the standards. I would say. You know, throughout all, and, and I've been fascinated by that because it's amazing that just a few generations we've been brainwashed by the uh, government-run education system. And I found that the the terminology, the Fabian Socialist Movement, which is from England seems to have their hands in just about everything covertly that we're experiencing. Well, yeah, the government education system has been working for a long time at creating very dumbed-down, ignorant, um, essentially cogs in the system. Uh, that's what it's designed to do. And then one generation of cogs creates a new generation of even more ignorant cogs. And it's really just a, a sad, tragic situation that Americans have allowed this to happen. But that's just the fact. I mean, none of this would have happened had Americans actually stood up and said, well, wait a minute, we don't want you to do this government we don't want these new regulations we don't want these these controls we don't want this and we're not going to cooperate with you but unfortunately we're so everybody's so obedient that they just go along with whatever it is that's proposed it, 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 absolutely and running parallel with this internet registration have you guys heard anything about a thing called the this is a government phrase wait till i tell you this Ammunition Accountability Act. Yes. Um, you know, obviously it's not enough to, uh, to to register all the guns, as though they actually have registered all the guns. Um, but they want to register all the ammunition, too. Because guns so don't kill insane. people. Bullets kill people. <laughs> yeah. It's so insane that they think that a series of numbers, uh, would then they could just, like, track these things and, and know. I, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. They can't stop. The firearms that are in the people's free hands right now, but they sure could stop off the flow of ammunition and track it. They it's it's insanity, well, they, they, actually. They could, they, what they could they they could do is just make it annoying to get ammunition because there would be there would be somebody in your town who makes those what do they call them reloads mm -hmm. um, makes ammunition uh, themselves that doesn't have a number on it that you can buy through the newspaper or whatever. And you better believe that the criminal element who they claim that these laws are going to you know help prevent crimes, the criminal element is not going to go and buy their ammo through any legitimate channel. If you They're outlaw gonna... ammunition, only outlaws will have ammunition. Well, yeah, <laughs> unmarked ammunition, exactly right. And uh, and well, if you buy a box load of ammunition and then you resell that box load of ammunition, your name is on the original purchase. Uh, does that mean you're going to be responsible if the person you sold that box to goes and shoots somebody with it? I mean, it's really That's just a crazy idea. Absolutely. 
And you know what else yeah. it is? It's really also an attack on the manufacturers because they'd have to spend a, probably a significant amount of money to upgrade their facilities in order to do whatever the imprinting is. Because it's my understanding they want to imprint some sort of uh, identifying number on each round of ammunition. They don't have that uh, ability at their manufacturing facilities at the moment. So you're talking about an increase to the cost to the consumer. But government doesn't care about that. In fact, they would love to see these uh, gun, gun manufacturers and ammo uh, manufacturers going out of business. I'm so glad you brought that up. I did the numbers on it and made some phone calls and did some research on it. 500% is the amount of uh, increase in, in what it would cost. My to God. Ammunition. That is insane. I thank you for the call tonight. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. All right, then. We'll move on. There are other callers holding with other topics. Haven't heard about anybody supporting what the government is doing, uh, what they're planning on doing to the Internet, and that is a mandatory rating system, some sort of new, uh, what they're calling a takedown time, where websites will have to pull down offensive content if it offends somebody, and then, of course, uh, the inevitable government restrictions of uh, what you can access online. It's already being done in Australia. More coming up, Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free on the website, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com, get interactive. Uh, You can edit virtually anything you see there. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to experience that for free. And if you love liberty, Check out Bureaucrash Social. It's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to Bureaucrash.com to learn more. That's Bureaucrash.com. As we continue with your phone calls, we'll talk to Jeremy in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, right on, fellas. Did you have a happy Kwanzaa? I'm a Ronza Kwanzmas. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, my holiday, yes. Hey, right on. Uh, hey, uh, I was just uh, thinking about, you know, they're going to regulate the Internet and just like they do the television with the mainstream media. They're going to do it regardless of what we want, just like the bailouts and all this other, they just go through with whatever plan they're going to do. I hope if they do, then the, I hope the hackers destroy the federal government's computer system. I hope that they are uh, they I hope there is some sort of internet war as a result of that. Well, I, I believe some of them got uh, you know the technology out there to just eat their system alive if they really wanted to. But... I think you're right. Yep. I mean the, the government uh government bureaucracies have been found over the years to have just gaping holes in their security policies. I mean after all, they're the government. So they can't even get their I mean even though the government hires IT people, they don't have the same motivations that IT people have at other companies. So they aren't uh, they they just don't do as good of a job. So those those guys out there that are motivated to take down the government servers will be I don't think they'd have much trouble. Yeah, but what what I wanted to say is an alternative, uh, Ian, and I hope uh, maybe you and Mark and Julia and the other listeners out there might uh, do is one thing we're working on here in KGZ is getting like uh, 
radio equipment like uh, FM repeaters and AM bands going, so they regulate it so hard and. You know, or they just well, certainly that's an option. It's an option today. I mean, whether it's when the internet crackdown occurs or whether it's now, I, I'm all, I'm a huge fan of free radio, and I thank you for the call, Jeremy. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In fact, uh, created a new sub forum over on the Free Talk Live BBS recently with it, to focus on that. As a matter of fact, uh, did a little reorganization of the various different forums in there, so you can head over to bbs.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Yeah, we've got a handful of. Uh, Part 15 radio stations that pick up this show, and we have uh, probably another handful of pirate-slash-community stations uh, across the country that, that pick the show up and rebroadcast it. So that's certainly a way to get information out to people in a restricted information, a time of restricted information. Of course, if they really are uh, serious about restricting info, you can expect to be targeted for doing something like that. But anybody that's putting up a pirate radio transmitter kind of knows that to be the case in the first place. So... 1-800-259-9231. We continue with John listening to 970 WFLA in Florida. Hello, John. Hello, Ian hey, and Mark. You're hey, on the air. What's on your mind? Me on. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take it a slightly different direction. Uh, I heard the fellow on John Lennon, and he was saying that Life and Time magazine is run by the CIA or controlled by the CIA. And I found uh, that when I was trying to get information out to the public that I found our local newspaper uh, down in Florida, St. Pete Times, wouldn't print stuff that was uh, not really controversial but factual. And what I did is I found uh, 2,000 ancient stone anchors along the west coast of Florida. Okay. Two thousand, You found 2,000 ancient stone anchors along the state of Florida. Which, which side? Along the west, west coast. coast of Florida. Okay. That's a lot of darn and, anchors. Go ahead. And, the, and each one of them has a hole in it, or some of them have two or three holes in it. And the St. Pete Times didn't want to put the story up because it, I don't know exactly why, but... Uh, the anchors were actually along the coast. In other words, there was nothing to dispute. The so is this underwater, or are you talking about on, like on the beach or something? Well, they're actually on land. You see how this happened is I was following Ponce de Leon's uh, uh, notes or log book, and it turned out he went uh, searching for the Fountain of Youth. Right. That was a misnamer or misnomer for the... Uh, of rejuvenating life in the Garden of Eden, but it was a Greek Garden of Eden he was looking for. So he came to Florida looking for a Greek Garden of Eden, and most of your Seems like the wrong place to don't look. even realize that there was another Garden of Eden besides the one in the Bible. So, so wait a minute, you're saying that uh, that he come he'd come to Florida correctly looking for the uh, this alternate Garden of Eden, or he was in the wrong? Right. How did the Greeks it, get here? Well, it turns out that it wasn't an alternate Garden of Eden. He was searching for the only Garden of Eden, but he was using the Greek version from Plato to find his path here to Florida. And so he stopped at a place called Anclote River, and he set up this colony. Wait, before you go on, if Plato knew where the Garden of Eden was and the Fountain of Regenerating Youth, how come Plato died? Well, Plato was in Greece and didn't make it over there to investigate. So how did he know where it was? Speaking of, okay, uh, he uh, followed Solon, uh, who was his uncle, and Solon was somebody who went to Egypt and learned from the high priest from a stilo. Uh, it's uh, uh, like a pyramidal type uh, structure so, where, uh, that's real tall and it had the markings on it. And so wait a minute, was, you're uh, saying he heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody? 
No, he heard it from a priest that read it off of a stilo uh, uh, from that? Egypt. Anyway, he went back to Greece and told Plato everything, and Plato repeated the whole story in the Creed. Okay, so let's get back to Ponce de Leon. He found... So uh, he comes all the way, he's an educated man, comes all the way to Florida, and lands at the Anclo River, uh, and he starts uh, searching around there. He finds a place called Spring Bayou on the Anclo River, and uh, that's the place where all these manatees come every year, and it's also the place for an epiphany ceremony that they hold nowadays. The Greek church is going to hold it January 6th in Florida. And uh, they throw a cross in the, in the spring there, and all the Greek boys go they diving. They swim after it, right? I've seen that stuff. Okay. And... So, so anyway, uh, that same spring turns out to be the spring of rejuvenating life in the Garden of Hesperides, the Greek Garden of Eden. And the confirmation of this was is Plato was saying that uh, Poseidon was the first person to build a navy, and uh, sure enough, up and down the coast, we find the remains of anchors on so land. The, the Garden of Eden is in Tarpon Springs? <laughs> Tarpon Springs, Florida. Yes, it is. In now, fact, how the come the, the, the kids, the little Greek kids, how come they, I would assume that those, uh, all those Greek kids that have been chasing that cross that they toss in the water there, I assume they die one day. Why is that? Well, because uh, the garden, uh, the spring of rejuvenating life, Ponce de Leon found out, was a fish hatchery that Poseidon had created. Fish mixing uh, mixing uh, pure water from the spring, brackish water from the ocean, and uh, lake water from the lake in the underground spring. So they were rejuvenating they... fish, not actually human beings? Is well, that the idea? Right. The and fish never die? The spring of rejuvenating fish life. I, I just don't, I don't think, Mark, that it's, uh, it's an eternal life thing. It's just they, they keep generating okay. fish. I'm getting it. It's just a name. And so you're saying that these uh, 2,000 anchors that you have discovered are somehow tied into this? because Right, because the first navy was built around uh, Poseidon and the Garden of Eden and the first village of Atlantis, which was north of... Tarpon Springs, seven miles at Newport Ritchie in a place called Gulf Harbors Marina so, uh, is where the entrance port of Atlantis is. Atlantis, most, Atlantis, this, Atlantis the lost is city? in Newport Ritchie? The lost underwater city is actually on the, the ground now it's, in Florida? It's on the ground, and the reason why I know that Do you is have a website? He, I, I don't have a website. You need a website. Oh, you've got to get with the you program, my friend. You've you got to get. You need a web a, a web domain um, and start. Go to FreeWebs. That's a good place to get one. And then <laughs> you write a whole bunch of point. rambling stuff down Let the page get the and get some photographs to back yourself up. You got twenty the seconds. Point go. Is that by finding two thousand ancient stone anchors on land, it means that the Gulf of Mexico swept over the state of Florida. All right, I believe that. It was underwater at one time, right, Florida? And, and the reason why mankind has lost the Garden of Eden by so far is the reason why the state of Florida was overswept by the Gulf of Mexico is because the Earth flipped 180 degrees north pole. Wow, man. Does... He needs to hook up with Gene Ray from TimeCube.com. Thanks for the call, dude. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like this show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the uh, country and bringing more Internet listeners on board around the world and help 
helping introduce new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up and get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. Plus, IHS even provides housing and meals during the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California's Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or at Emory University in Atlanta, March... That's Atlanta, not Atlantis. March 14th through the 19th. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more info. Plus, you'll get info on the upcoming summer seminars as well. LibertarianSeminars.com. We go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Frank, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Frank. Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, I heard a very interesting uh, uh, comment that was made okay. about having a constitutional convention. Ah, yes, I've heard, I've heard them, people knocking around the idea of a con-con coming up here soon, and I don't know everything about it. Um, but I'd like to hear what Frank has heard. What, yeah, uh, what have you heard? What, um, what, what does it take to uh, pass and you know, to change the Constitution in a constitutional convention? A resolution passed by, each of the, by a number of the states. Uh, uh, three quarters? Isn't it like 32 or 34 states, something, something like that? Something like that. And, and, and the way it was proposed was to narrowly define what the Constitutional Convention can do, which is eliminate the 16th and 17th Amendments and put in term limits for congressmen and senators and also eliminate the uh, <clears throat> unfunded mandates that are passed on to the states by the federal government. So you're saying that what you heard was that was the proposal on the table for the Constitutional Convention? Now, couldn't some right. if, if they put together a Constitutional con- Convention, couldn't uh, people that want uh, a right to health care just get you know hijack this this Constitutional Convention and uh, manage ah. to make you know make it so Americans have the right to health care, the right to um, you know clean air, the the right to all kinds of things that you know don't seem like rights at all to me. Right. This would be this would be eliminated by the narrow scope of the resolution. But so is you're that, saying is that can, possible? I mean, a constitutional convention is a constitutional and, convention, and, and that's no, and that is all that they could consider. That's news to con- me. The the people that seem to be pretty concerned about this have not mentioned that as a possibility. So I don't know where did you get this information. Um, I heard it on a talk show. Okay. Well, I mean, anything you hear on the radio is certainly subject to uh, to, to question. I right. mean, anything you hear on this to, show is subject right, to would, question. Right. It would have to be. It would have to be narrowly written by somebody who has expertise in constitutional matters. I see where you're coming from. I would I don't love think to do the things that you've talked about there, eliminating the uh, 16th Amendment, which is yeah, uh, nice. the income tax. tax. Um, I, I can't remember what the other ones were, but that's, that, that got me right there. That you, right you had me at 16th Amendment, Frank. Right. But that's also the reason why it's not going to happen. I mean, right. they're never going to do that. Well, uh, by, 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 hanging out the, by, by hanging out the 17th Amendment, which is the establishment of senators on a national scale, and putting them back into the states, that's the carrot that would get the states to say, well, um, um, that would give us representation in Congress, and that would probably be enough to tip it over to 
I, lo- I love your revolution. optimism. I really do. I wish it, I wish I could be infected by it, but I, I'm just so uh, <laughs> at this point I'm so jaded and so cynical uh, based on reality and and what I've seen happening over the the years. I just I mean, who's going to propose that besides Ron Paul? I mean, and and I don't think he can. can uh, is it the, uh, the the senators or the reps that propose these things, or is it proposed by the state governments? It is proposed by the state government. Well, then there's even through, less likely that it's going to happen. A resolution, through a resolution that they would pass. Why would the state governments ever suggest getting rid of the, the, uh, the federal income tax? Why would they, they don't even have a dog in that race. Um, they might not. They, they might not. They might they walk at the elimination of the 16th Amendment, but the 17th Amendment, which gives them the power to appoint their senators. I don't know. Do you think that the people in the state go- do you think the people in the state governments are really just itching to turn over the 17th Amendment? I mean, are people talking about that? It seems yes. like Americans, by and large, don't really give a flip about how the senators are appointed or or elected. I mean, I know I understand what you're saying. In the original Constitution, they were appointed based on uh, it was not a popular vote. It was based on the electoral votes, wasn't it, or something? What like senators? That? Senators, right? I know that no, they were senators, appointed no, by, senators by the state. were appointed by the state government uh, by the, go- the governor governor. The, yeah. the governor okay i see all right well thank you for the call tonight and uh and if that happens we'll certainly let you know or you can call us and let us know if it's happening it sounds it sounds like something i'd support it doesn't sound like something and that's exactly why it's not going to happen right. <laughs> no, these no, no one's people, asking me i can tell you that right these government people could give a flip or couldn't give a flip rather uh, about the, the 16th Amendment, and I can't imagine why the governor of the uh, you know the state of whatever really is harping on the issue of wanting to bring uh, wanting to appoint senators. I mean that might be something that uh, that they'd enjoy doing, but it doesn't seem like it's on the the front of their plate. Well, they could sell them like Blago tried to. Yeah, right, and th- that's not going to work out too well in today's climate. I'm sure they're all a little frightened of being caught. I mean, at at this point. I, you know, I, I don't want to be a spoiled sport. I just kind of feel like uh, the federal government is, it's too far gone. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that you can't have my support for uh, good things like this, good constitutional stuff. You can. Sure. I just think it's too far gone. Well, look at what happens with old Ron Paul. I mean, the the one guy with some level of principle up there in Washington, but he's the only one. So he proposes all kinds of great legislation, and then he's like the only person to vote on it. Everybody else votes it down. I mean, it doesn't they even, don't even make know it why to the they, vote. Many of them don't even know why they're voting it down. Most uh, senators and representatives, because it, it really doesn't make it out of the House, uh, the, the House yeah. people in the House of Representatives don't know why they we shouldn't have uh, you know, metal-backed currency instead of this you know fiat stuff that we, we currently have where they just turn on the printing presses and devalue our currency and the reason that we have this whole banking crisis the whole real estate crisis everything that's gone wrong everything that ron paul has said has come true they don't even understand why they vote no they just say i don't i don't know anything about that no i don't think a constitutional convention is very likely because it's relatively difficult to get one started but it's my understanding that once it's started it's open season on the constitution and that they can change whatever it is they want to at least that's what uh, that's the impression I got from reading an article by Chuck Baldwin from the Constitution Party. You'd think the guy might know what a Constitution convention was. Uh, and so that's the impression I got, was that it was completely open season. And so if that's the case, 
what's most likely in that instance is what you were suggesting, Mark. That is that they're going to add in all kinds of new socialist provisions to the Constitution that had never been there before, thereby making everything the government does constitutional now after yeah. the fact. Because you know, they're already doing it all now, now that we'll just be catching the document up to the reality. <laughs> you know, it's not like they're using the Constitution anyway. Uh, right. You know, the the con- a constitutional convention i f- i feel is moot i you know like i said i support anything that's in uh to to uh, you know, back up the Constitution to to, to get in, in its current form. In its well, <laughs> yeah, in 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 the form that it exists in. You know, with the stuff that they wrote down. But you know, I don't feel the Constitution has teeth. Uh, it's it's pretty clear to me that the Constitution says that the you know that Congress shall make no law. What part of no law don't you understand here? Um, establishing a religion, prohibiting the uh, free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or the press. There's all kinds of laws abridging the right to freedom of speech in the press. This you're says, only on the First Amendment. They what about the second one? The second one's the most obvious. The right and keep the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, that, it's that's been, been infringed. done twenty thousand times. Twenty thousand times on the federal level. Forget right. the state levels. So really, I mean, the whole idea. The, the federal government is, as as you say, Mark, long gone. There's no saving it at this point. No amount of finagling and calling representatives and begging is going to turn this around. In fact, that's kind of why I. I mean, I, I sort of – I like the idea of them going ahead and writing in all the socialism stuff to the Constitution because then the constitutionalists, they won't be able to fall back on it. I, then the, then we'll actually have to have some real secession talk. Then I think secession could really grow some legs. I don't support the, anything that's anti-people's uh, you know people's freedom. I, I, wouldn't support, I wouldn't support it in that I would give money to the effort. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily actively support it, but at the same time – Hey, I think they should go ahead and rewrite the Constitution to apply to what's going on today. Let's have a totalitarian, socialist, fascist, police state constitution, in effect. Because then I think people will start talking seriously about secession. Because then I think they'll come to the understanding that there is no saving the federal government. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts on that or whatever you want. Coming up, a buck fifty in sales tax. Got a man in hot water. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We are launching into hour number three, and you can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. You dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. We screen your call very briefly. We haven't talked recently about uh, the call screening policy on this show. It's pretty basic. Name, location, one word, what do you want to talk about, and where are you calling from? Oh, yeah, location is where you're calling from, so that's about it. How you're listening. How you're listening. That's uh, that's it as well. So real simple. None of this extreme screening that you get on most talk shows where the phone screener wants to hear every single phrase of what it is you're planning on saying before they decide to allow you on the air with the, oh, the host who's just too important to take your calls about uh, what you want to talk about. You have to talk about what he wants. Yeah, in reality, the host just can't handle what it is that, uh, you know, people calling in general about if we don't know something, we'll tell you. We don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So the number here, 800-259-9231. And we go to your calls to Cliff in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live on the Ampline. Hello, Cliff. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm actually in Detroit on the way to Florida right now. Oh, very and good, I sir. Want to talk, yeah, I want to talk some more about the uh, TSA keeping us safe in the skies. Mm. Because um, I just left uh, New York Airport in um, Elmira, New York, and uh, carried on board a eighth of marijuana. And I'm in Detroit right now with it in my pocket. I just thought it was kind of funny. What if it was rice and uh, <laughs> anthrax or whatever they're doing? I'm scared about. Wait a minute. You smuggled an eighth of marijuana on a on an airplane, and and you're actually admitting it while you're still in the process of flying. What if the TSA yeah, agents are listening content, to the show? That's how much content I have for this thing? Because I think it's absolutely ridiculous, to be honest with you. If what, they are there, what are they going to do? My my recommendation is to take it and throw it in the garbage. Wait, wait, hold on. How did you sneak it in? How did you uh, pull that off? In my pocket. <laughs> wow, you're I mean, nothing, I, exactly. It's nothing special. This is really, this thing is so arbitrary. And it's not. There's no sense to this. It's just insane. Don't, don't you, I mean, don't you feel? Don't you feel like you're taking a pretty big risk there? I mean, there's a, there is the chance that you'll get a super secret search, and then they'll, then they'll pat you down. They could find that dude, and then you're looking at a federal marijuana charge. You know what? I sure could have, but I just think it's at this point. You know, you just gotta. I don't know. I'm just I'm just a lot less scared of this thing than I used to be. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I agree, it's ridiculous. However, I think that uh, you know I, that bad, bad things can happen to you, and uh, you know, to, to me, it's it's not worth having that eighth of marijuana for your future. Why did I mean? Are, are you that hard up for pot down in, in uh, Florida that you have to bring it back from Detroit? No, not at all. But this is some uh, special grade stuff, so I had to make sure I got it back, and I had a few of my boys sample it. So you felt like you'd be safer if you uh, put it on your your person as opposed to uh, se- sealing it up and sending it through the mail, for instance. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah, huh. <laughs> or, or in the back for that matter. Wow, uh, I, I, you got some cojones, man. Uh, one time I snuck some uh, some marijuana pills on a plane, uh, but I figured that would be a little bit, a little bit easier because it was all ground up and put into uh, little uh, gel caps. So I had it in kind of like a little natural pills bottle. So somebody that pulled that out would have just thought it was, you know, some sort of herbal supplement or something like that. And in fact, that's what it was. Um, but so I didn't have any problem there. But it, man, getting a whole eighth in there. I mean, I know an eighth isn't a lot, but at the same time, if they do, if they do a pat down on you, I, I it's wish, gonna seem like a lot to them. Yeah, I, I wish you yeah. good luck. I'll be all right. I'm at the gate, so I'll talk to you guys later. All right, man. Hey, call us. Make, make sure you get through all right when you get on the other end. Call us back. Good okay. Lord. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Good luck, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's ballsy. 800-259-9231. I'm not going to call it smart, but I will call it ballsy. It has to be some damn good marijuana. I mean, that has to be some really good pot in order to take that kind of risk. I mean, you can get good pot down in Miami, so... Whatever, 800-259-9231. In fact, uh, we've got a little drug news here. If we get a chance, uh, we'll get to it about salvia. This is not not marijuana, but uh, salvia. We'll get to that. But first, David in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, David. Howdy. Uh, if everybody did what he does that, that use marijuana, I think it would be legal because then the law enforcement agencies would be overrun. They wouldn't, you know, but everybody's afraid. So That's true. Everybody like like me. And well, that's what my neck I called to say that when is when is everybody going to realize that you're we're all conquered already? And, but you, and you're talking all this freedom is nonsense because the only way you're going to free yourself is if you be able to feed yourself, house yourself, clothe yourself, fuel yourself, and the government controls all of that. They print the money that you buy the house you live in. They print the money that 
that you buy your uh, food with. They control the, the agriculture with those subsidies. And to, why do you think the Amish do what they do, the Mennonites do what they do, the Hooterites, you know? Uh, you're absolutely right, Dave. I mean, people are owned. People are slaves. Most people in America we are, are slaves. We all are. Even, you know, if you use their money, you, you are their... Well, they're a little chump. Even the Amish and, are enslaved, but to a lesser extent, because they well, actually no, everything do. Everything will fall around. They'll be able to feed themselves and plant, yeah. you know. Well, and they just don't have as they just don't obey don't like most people. Learn to be a farmer, man. Learn to grow stuff. If everybody started growing the, instead of a front lawn, growing vegetables on their front lawn. Well, people in cities don't even have front lawns. I mean, they've well, got they, they nothing. Can start Taking over lots and, and pulling out the dirt, putting in good dirt because the dirt's probably polluted and everything. But anyway, but I'm just saying this Constitution, it, it, it's just a, like the president said, it's just a piece of paper. Where real freedom lies is in the hearts and souls and minds of free men. And there aren't very and many they, of them out there. Right, 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 because they're bought off, man, with the, with the loans and... and and just the way things... But plus, it's a comfy them. farm. I mean, they, 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 I love Stefan Molnir. You have Molnir's. to be able to give up something. Check it out. The other day, I was mm-hmm. talking on the radio, and I said... Imagine that. Would you live in a tent and eat rice and beans? If I had a magic wand, right? And the magic wand is only going to work for world peace, right? And and the only way it's going to work is if everybody lived in a tent and ate rice and beans. <laughs> everybody, you'd freak out, right? No way, I won't do that, but, but check it out. Don't we go kill people and live in a tent and eat rice and beans? We're willing to do that. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. However, you know, it is a, it's not a realistic choice. I mean, we can have it all. It's just a matter right. of people Look finding some courage. Look at all the money that we spend on, on the military, on what we're doing overseas because of oil and we need it, and, uh, you know, to support our way of life. And it, if we did that to make sure everybody was fed and housed and clothed with the manpower and the money power that, that the military possesses, there wouldn't be a... a, a a want in the world, man. There could be goodwill and peace towards men. Need ideas, David. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. It would certainly be a nicer use for the military, going around giving food to people instead of shooting them. I mean, that'd be nice. Be superior. I I don't support government uh, military at all. I think that if you want to help people around the world, you should be free to do that. And if you want to go and kill people around the world, then you should go and do that all by yourself. I I don't feel that... uh, I, I don't feel that being required to buy food for people that have, you know, that 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 for whatever reason uh, don't have enough food. Now, I think that you should give it to them, but being required to, eh, that's something entirely different. Well, it's the difference between charity and tyranny. I mean, uh, I'm all in favor of charitable efforts. I'm all in favor of people voluntarily giving of themselves and their money and their time uh, to help others that they feel are in need. But what I'm against is forcing people to, because it takes all the value out of it. Yeah, you might give some people some assistance, but you're hurting people at the same time in order to do that, and that's wrong. 800-259-9231. We continue. John in Oklahoma, listening to Radio Free Oklahoma. Hello, John. Hi. Yes, thanks for taking my call. You're on the air. Hey, uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. I appreciate it. You guys are doing a good job. A couple things. Um, your internet uh, discussion about the internet earlier in the show, um, I think it's going to boil down to states' rights, uh, regardless of what the federal government wants to do or, you know, what, what uh, national conglomeration. 
uh, wants to do or whatever company is going to uh, restrict our access. And, uh, I mean, after all, they have to, one would think, um, they have to get licenses throughout, the, you know, each state. And I think that's where we're going to prevail is that the, the states are going to uh, clamp down and say, look, these people have a right for access. And there's going to be a lot of uh, alternative sources. What makes you think the state government people are going to stand up to the feds? Well, actually, you know, uh, I'm glad you bring that point up because our state legislature here in Oklahoma, as well as the Senate, we have over 12 members between both chambers, uh, have stood up on several issues. And uh, I know Michigan, Indiana, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Pennsylvania uh, the Real ID Act and a lot of other important issues. NASCAR Real ID so. is, a re- is a good example. I want you to continue yeah. here in a moment. Hang on. I'm going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. Real ID is a good example, but there aren't too many others out there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, including the updates. You get signed up, we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance tool ever invented. You can put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure, you can go over to PrivacyHarbor.com today and sign up for a free account. PrivacyHarbor.com. 1-800-259-9231. Right back to your phone calls. We go to John in Oklahoma. Uh, John, you just begun telling us that you're pretty optimistic that in the event that the U.S. federal government decides to come down with some sort of Internet regulation, uh, rating system, or restricted access uh, to, at the ISP level, you believe that there are state governments that will stand up against this. And I love the optimism. What, give me the reasons why you believe that to be the case. Well, like I said, uh, just case in point, with the Real ID Act, um, I know of some members here in the, the State House that have stood up to Homeland Security. Uh, the representatives coming in from Washington, D.C., and having the mitigated gall to knock on the door of the Speaker of the House, as well as the Department of Public Safety uh, offices, uh, not just a few doors down from the, the State Capitol itself. And uh, these folks are saying, you know what, this isn't right. We have our state's rights. These people have elected us to represent them. They have not elected the the, uh, the Homeland Security. It's strictly a, a bureaucracy and appointed uh, body. Uh, so what I'm saying is that if the people realize that they have their rights, whether it be travel or communication or uh, the right to grow the food, just like a previous caller said, um, then then I think we're going to whip this into shape and, and uh, people have to realize that there are rights that they're not exercising and they better get in action and better start exercising before they lose them. The, the federal bureaucracy is, is basically just a, a figment of, of the bureaucrats' imagination in Washington. And we see it time and time again here. Uh, and I, I have a, an associate uh, and folks that we know in, in Missouri that have done the same thing. Pennsylvania standing up, Indiana and Michigan. So actually the dominoes are falling in our favor and not in the federal government's favor. Have any of these so laws not, been passed? Um, actually, there is a uh, resolution uh, in the, the state house. In, uh, in Oklahoma right now that's going to be uh, brought before the Senate and the House for vote. It's Resolution 1033 or 1003. And um, if you want to go ahead and Google the name of Charles Key, he's a state representative from Oklahoma City, 
this is bonafide, folks. This isn't hearsay or conjecture. These guys, I've I've sat in the gallery in the in the House of Representatives and heard their debate, and uh, the resolution passed last year in the House with only two against it, and the rest were in favor. And what was this the, resolution for again? It was uh, for the um, sovereignty for the state of Oklahoma, uh, states' rights sovereignty, and it passed in the House. It did not uh, go to committee in, in Senate, but. What would it mean if it did pass the – let's say it did pass the Senate. What is it – and let's say it, uh, the governor signed it. What would it mean for Oklahoma? Well, what it means is that the federal government is going to have to back off. Federal government meaning the human beings, not the not the physical sense, as we know, is, is the buildings and the monuments, but the actual bureaucracy. A lot of the bureaucrats in Washington will have to uh, think twice about coming into the state and telling the people of and their leadership, what to do. I love the way that sounds. I love the way it sounds. My one concern, of course, is, and if you do have representatives that are willing to make a stand, then something really could happen. And it sounds like what you're saying is it's possible. I mean, if I'm taking your word for it here. But the, uh, the other side of that coin is that, from what I understand, most of these guys are scared to death about going up against the federal government because if they go up against the Fed's demands, then the Feds will just pull their highway money or they'll pull their Homeland Security money or they'll pull their uh, you know drug enforcement money. And then the uh, the state government people will be all in a tissy because they won't be getting all the uh, the money that they that they feel like they need to run their government. And so that's oh, what yeah. we've seen has stopped a lot of uh, a lot of things here in New Hampshire. Uh, one of the excuses they used on a a marijuana decrim bill was, well, if we decrim marijuana, they'll stop giving us uh, all this money. And so it was very diffi- it's very difficult to, uh, to overcome that objection. I, you have a good point, but there are definitely ways around it. I mean, uh, there's, there's taxation. You, you have a, a strong tax base, and all you have to do is just cut back your services to balance out the budget. Don't let the federal government or their threat of, of withholding any funds stop the fact that you have the right to do what you want to hey, do. Hey, I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent I mean, as far as ideologically, I'm with you there. I'm just telling you that you're going to have a lot more disagreement when you're talking to the actual representatives. I mean, it's easy to tell them that hey, we should stand strong. We should, you know, be for states' rights. We should refuse to obey the federal government. And they'll say, but what about the money? We need the money. To the... You'll say, well, you need to cut back. You need to cut back the pro. No, we can't cut back. There's government bureaucrats here, here, that need jobs. Let me, let me... There's a, a case in point here in Oklahoma. We actually pay more into the pool of federal money than we get back. So That's true. That's a good point. That's a good place to be. It's the same way here in New Hampshire. But all that yeah. said, they feel like they need the money. And I think if you can come up with – if you can address that objection successfully with those people and bring them on board, I say more power to you, and I wish you good luck, oh. and I thank you for the call today. 800-259-9231. I, same situation here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a donor state in that uh, pays – the New Hampshire residents pay more in taxes than the New Hampshire government receives from the federal government in uh, kickbacks. I can't, I can't see how any because usually these numbers are rather, uh, you know, it's it's by a little bit that they're a donor state that I that I've seen that they're a donor state or you know receiver state or whatever the term is. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how when once the federal bureaucracy gets its hands on the money and then takes its chunk for administration, I can't see how any state could possibly be on the receiving end of any any you know yeah any state could be on the receiving end of uh, federal income tax money. I'm not sure Mark, uh, maybe Alaska in the case where they all get a check for being Alaskans but that's about it. Well we're talking about the state government not the people of the state. There's, the people don't see any of the money it's the state governments well, that get the money. Well they do see it in the in the fact I mean you know when an interstate is built through your state whether it's built with way too much money or not yeah. you do see the money. 
Yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's and built I, inefficiently, and, and I, I you and the, I can agree on that, but you see the money. Uh, yeah, and I see the point you're making, like that the government bureaucrats and the federal government take a huge slice off the top of the money that comes in, so how could it be possible that they could distribute more back to uh, certain states? I don't know, Mark. That's just what I've heard, and yeah. uh, I don't know who it is that comes out with those statistics, but it seems like it's a relatively accepted thing that there are just some states that are... You know, like Midwestern states, a lot of those apparently are receiver states. They get farm subsidies. Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's Monsanto. That's the uh, recipient of that, not yeah. you and exactly. me. <laughs> you can bring up anything. We continue here. Uh, let's talk to Mike, listening in Michigan to uh, WTKG. Hello, Mike. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Hey. And uh, right off, I'd like to compliment you on uh, on your show. I've never. I've never been up this late, I guess, at night on Saturday to hear it. Well, you'll have um, to do it again next week. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Um, it, you bring up a whole lot of things. Your topics are just, it, it's all great. But um, with this whole bailout, the government buying banks mm. and uh, the big three, the auto industry, and me being from Michigan, um, I work for a manufacturing company that we do office furniture. So we're, we're one of the big office manufacturing type of things. Okay. But anyways, what, what, what's getting me is nobody questions the money that they gave to the banks, to the insurance company. Can anybody say AIG? Nobody dragged them on the Congress floor to ask them what they were doing, and then they put the big three through all of it. I want um, you to come back. I want you to uh, have a little more time to make your point. So hang on. I'm going to bring you back. More with uh, Mike in Michigan and your calls as well at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're back with more. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us, and those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam version of the show. You can get it all free if you listen live, and uh, not necessarily live. 24 hours a day, those streams are going. Uh, and not the webcam, but uh, I shouldn't be <laughs> making all these copyouts here. The broadband and dial-up streams are 24-7. The webcam is, well, when it's working, which is usually during the show. So go and get it all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. By the way, I want to invite you to the upcoming Free State Project Liberty Forum. If you've listened to this show for a little while, you've heard us talk about the Free State Project a lot. Uh, we're, we're participants. We moved here to New Hampshire back in 2006 as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of 20,000 or uh, as many liberty activists as possible, moving all to the same geographic location to achieve a concentration that has heretofore never existed in the history of the liberty movement. It's amazing. Uh, it's an amazing movement to be part of, and the activists are just the best of the best. Uh, they're gathering together here in New Hampshire. Hundreds have already moved. Many more are coming soon. Some people are still on the fence. They're still considering moving and coming to the Liberty Forum can do a lot for those who are still on the fence because you'll get to feel what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded people, people that get the liberty thing, people that understand that in order to be free, they must allow their neighbors to be free as well. People like that are going to be meeting together along with some big names, uh, people like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane. 
Over there, he's going to be there speaking. Dr. Mary Ruard, author of Healing Our World. David Berglund, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate. Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun decision you might have heard about over the, uh, the, the summertime. All of these people are going to be speaking and so many more. Get the full list, get signed up, get the early bird pricing while you still can, and use our discount code to save 10%. 2009 FTL is the code. That's 2009 FTL. The website, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That gives you all the info that we currently know. The schedule has not yet been announced, and not all of the guests have been announced yet either. It's an amazing event. Get registered while you can still get the early bird deals and still get the hotel rooms. Freestateproject.org slash libertyforum as we continue. With your calls, we're back with Mike in Michigan. Uh, now, Mike, you're listening on WTKG, and you're coming across the show uh, for the first time, and you wanted to you wanted to speak out, but we barely had time left in the last segment, so I wanted to make sure you had a chance. Go ahead. No, and I, I, I do appreciate that. It's the first time I ever called a talk show, to be honest with you. But I listen to talk show. I drive truck for a living, and so I listen mm-hmm. to talk radio all the time. And I guess to not waste all your time, but my bottom line was is that Okay, uh, everybody emailed and talked to their congressman when it came to the immigration bill, and they, they shut that down. And now with Congress's, uh, their approval rating is what, zero? Yeah, around, around there, that, hovering around yeah, there. Point, point one zero. <laughs> right, um, uh, within the margin of error. Yeah, but the thing is, is now it doesn't seem like it matters. Um, voting doesn't count. Writing your congressman, uh, talking to them doesn't count. But then they're they're telling all these companies that they've bought, or the companies that are holding their hands out, they're telling them how to run their companies. Yep. Um, but nobody's telling them anymore, or we can't tell them anymore that uh, hey, if we have to cut back. As a matter of fact, the irony the, the the irony of the thing was, as I was writing all my monthly bills, as I was listening to you. And made me call in. I just wrote out $2,400 worth of bills. I'm paying my bills. Plain painful. And, well, no, I'm doing it. And we can do it. My wife and I are comfortable. We're doing it. And I'm hoping to retire sometime in the next 10 years after the stock market goes back. Up right, after it bounces back. But anyways, <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh, but anyways um, why is it Congress just voted themselves a raise? Um, because they can. Eggs. Well, and there's point. nothing you can do about it, and they know I'm, it. Yo, I'm getting so tired of hearing that. <laughs> it's the reality, no though. Idea. I mean, I see where you're coming from. It's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, looking at the situation in Washington, D.C., and feeling completely powerless, looking at the bailout where they were saying they had 100 calls to one that were against the bailout, yet they went ahead and they did it anyway. And they just don't care what you have to say. And, and really, you know what? This really is proof of proof positive is that the whole thing has been a scam from day number one. The whole idea that you could have somebody else represent your interests is absolutely ludicrous because they can't represent you if they're representing me, and they can't represent me if they're representing Mark, and they can't represent Mark if they're representing themselves, which is really what they're representing. They're representing themselves. They're covering their own butts. The thing is is that I wish more uh, some of the larger talk shows, like your talk show is one of the best I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. we try. Well, I wish I wish I had something this like this more locally, um, and maybe it could you know kind of spread statewide and you know what I hear blah blah. But um, the thing is, is that why is it that um, some of the larger uh, talk shows and stuff like that don't kind of point out the more um, conservative 
I, I uh, have common, speculation. Common, common, sen- common sense views. Common uh, allow sense. me to speculate on that, and, uh, and I thank you for the call tonight. Hopefully we'll hear from you again. The question is, why is it that of all of the talk shows out there, why is it that Free Talk Live is really, and, and uh, there may be some other liberty-minded hosts out there, but as far as on the syndicated scene, why is it that so many talk shows are just just lockstep in line with the governmental system? Uh, they are just so blinded by the the dual-party mentality, the red team, blue team right. mentality. I think that many of them talk small government. Um, you know, I started I started talk radio by listening to Rush Limbaugh. And to me, he was a small government guy. But half sure, when the, Bill Clinton was in. Half, right. Half of the federal budget goes to the military. And you can, you heard him, you've heard him talking about Club Gitmo. He loves the idea yeah. of the military. I love love bureaucrats as long as the government carries guns. I love people in the government as long as they carry guns. That's how Rush feels. He's not about small government. He's about small government that goes out and attempts to help people, supposedly. Um, whereas, you know, it's obviously very poor at it. But he's all for the government that's going to spread democracy across the world, whatever that means. So my speculation as to why it is this way is, well, it has a lot to do with the government indoctrination camps. Uh, the, the government's public schools, as they call them, is the main culprit, in my opinion. I think that what you're dealing with here is, and I touched on the idea earlier, is that you're dealing with generation after generation of dumbed-down people. That's a reality, and we've all been there. We've all been ignorant of these things. All you have things. to do is look at the, um, you know, the worldwide education, is the, the numbers. The fact is the United States has fallen in the ranking of education since World War II, ever since the Department of Education was created, ever That's true. since education was consolidated on a federal level, our education has gotten worse because it, they believe in you know, the federal government that one size fits all. But even and it so, doesn't. Even so, even before the feds got involved, Mark, it was still uh, for, uh, what I understand, it was called the Prussian system, and the system was designed and is designed, it's so ancient and so decrepit, but it's, it's designed to crank out Muprons. It's designed to crank out people who don't question the situation that they've been placed in. They don't think outside of the box. They raise are, your hand if you have to use the bathroom. They are trained to be obedient. They are trained to not ask questions of what they perceive of as authority figures, whether that authority p- b- figure be uh, the teacher, the principal, the cops, the uh, the representatives, uh, the you know whoever it is that whatever is perceived to be the authority, their boss at work. Uh, they are trained to to obey, and they're trained not to question. And so what you're dealing with here is they've been doing this for decades upon decades upon decades. And so generation after generation just keeps getting worse. Sure, we're really good with our techno gadgets and you know doing other things. We're very, very good at specific tasks, and people can uh, specify what it is they want to do in life, and they have the ability to make certain choices, and, and they can be very, very uh, excellent and excel in certain areas. But they don't excel at uh, questioning their circumstances, and they don't excel at questioning uh, authority. And that's what the system was designed to do. So when you're dealing with that being passed down from generation to generation and getting worse, you have to apply that to the media situation. The fact is, people that run talk shows are not in any way any more special than you. They went to the same schools. Now, some of them went to private schools, okay? I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say that they all went to government-run public schools. Well, some I, of them, I still think the private schools are, are to, to some extent, the, the marketplace for schooling is based around the public school system. 
Yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, and, but we know that private school kids get better education. They I want do. to continue this uh, line of thought here in moments and take your calls. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Just enough time for your call here, this live Saturday edition. Uh, Again, that's 800-259-9231. And, of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help spread it, you want to help get it into more ears around the world, well, you can learn how over at promote.freetalklive.com. variety of different ways, uh, many of them completely free, some low cost. Uh, You'll find them all listed over at promote.freetalklive.com. Handy little resource to help get Free Talk Live out there so more people can hear this show and expose them to the message of freedom. Because, man, it is just desperately needed that people hear the message of freedom. And there are just are not enough shows out there that are talking about it. They're not doing it. They just don't. I mean, number one factor is they don't get it in the first place. Most talk show hosts just don't get it. And that's where we are. Uh, that's actually what we're discussing here because we had Mike call in uh, from uh, the, listening to WTKG up in Grand Rapids. First time coming across the show, liking what he hears. And a lot of people, when they come across Free Talk Live, well, a lot of them are shocked. Uh, at the things that we're saying, because <laughs> th- th- we just don't say things that you normally hear on other talk shows. But once they get over the shock and they start to actually listen and they agree with many of the things that we say, they start to wonder things like Mike was wondering, well, why is it that this particular viewpoint, the pro-liberty viewpoint, is so unheard of in talk radio? I mean, after all, it makes so much damn sense. I mean, if you listen to the show and you listen long enough, you get it. You won't necessarily get it right up front. Some people do. Uh, but sometimes it takes a few weeks for people to really lock on and, and understand what the non-aggression principle is about, for instance. Uh, so people uh, people can get this. So the question that Mike was asking is, well, why is it these talk show hosts just don't get it? Why is it they aren't uh, on board with this stuff? And my, my uh, suggestion is that because of the government indoctrination system is so effective and has been going on for generations and it just keeps getting worse – that the people that graduate from government high school, and you say, Mark, that uh, in the private schools they're still being taught the top-down authoritarian kind of method, and that's probably true for most private schools. I can't really comment on that. I never went to one. I did. But I went to the government schools, and a lot of the people that go into journalism also went to government schools. A lot of the people that go into radio and television are from government schools. I mean, after all, you don't really need a college degree to get into the radio business. That's one of the reasons why I'm in the radio business, because I didn't really want to put a lot of work into doing things. I mean, this ain't laying brick. And not that you need a college degree to lay brick either. And it's not journalism either. We're not going out there and digging up stories. We're doing commentary on stories that exist already. But this affects journalists as well. I mean, because journalists are as ignorant as talk show hosts also. So it's just a big problem all across the media. So you've got people that are graduating from the government indoctrination camps that have been taught in the government schools that government is great, government is good. Government is wonderful. Just we you have thank to get, thee for our food. No, you, that's God. You oh, have to get people get so confused. They do. Uh, you have to get the uh, government. Uh, you have to get the government team of your preference in in order to have the best government. 
But whenever you need something, you need to look to government because that's what government's here for. I mean, this is the mentality that Americans are so inculcated with. And right. so they carry that in. For those of them that do go to college, they carry that into college, and then they get it worse. You know, then the, the real uh, communist indoctrination uh, comes down on them, or socialist indoctrination. And so whether they're coming out of college or whether they're coming out of government high school and going into the media, that's the mentality that they hold. It's the mentality that exists in popular culture. It's the mentality that exists. And, of course, because it exists in popular culture, it's therefore reflected in the existing media. So they're getting it from the government schools and they're getting it from the government-influenced media that already exists that this is the way it is. This is how it is, and you must plug into the system. There's a situa- there are situations in uh, government schools where they give kids, as young as elementary schoolers, a test to determine whether they're supposed to be Republicans or Democrats. I mean, they're being put in these boxes from day number one at this point. And so these people take this mentality into their jobs. And the guys that are doing not, uh, national talk shows didn't get their talk shows because they're right. They got their talk shows because they're entertaining, hopefully. Uh, they got their talk shows because they managed to get listeners to hold through a commercial break so they can uh, listen to the next segment of the show. They got the talk show because they were working at the station for a long time. Nobody's selected to do talk radio because they have the right paradigm. Because, by the way, the GM is also stuck in the paradigm of government is great, government, etc., government as I was talking about. So you're dealing with a situation where virtually everyone has this mentality, and so the people that are making the programming decisions have this mentality. I'm talking in very general terms. Obviously, there are some exceptions to these rules. I think it comes down to solutions, really. Because when you look at solutions to problems, you really, um, as far as politics go, you, you have one of two choices. You have the red team or the blue team, yeah. as far as solutions go. So people People pick one of those teams to solve the problems. Do you care about the poor people? Great. Let's you know. Here's your team. Do you care about uh, you know God? Great. Here's your team. You you pick your team. Do you care about uh, you know fiscally responsible government? Well, mm-hmm. here's your team. What's that? You don't like the team's makeup? Well, you have to work hard at changing the team. Right. Well, yeah. You have to work within the team to, right. to change the makeup. And you know we're told from that from the very beginning, and it it makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, I I've, I I I sort of believe that you know if I could just get my team in, then we could we we could smack them into shape. But the fact is, I got that. I fell for the contract for it with America in 1994 or mm-hmm. whatever it was when Newt Gingrich was out there it sounded like really what I wanted to see smaller government and well we the United States people uh, voted in the Republicans House Senate and President in the year 2000, yeah, 2000 yeah. yeah in 2000 six years after the contract with America it worked the contract with America did what it was supposed to do got Republicans it fooled, votes yes it, it <laughs> fooled the Americans into believing that they, you know the Republicans are going to do what they say they're going to do they they got in and oh my God the Republicans made the Democrats look good the the uh, the, the, the the spending was rife the fact is the uh, the government has never grown more under anyone that did under Bush sorry. You don't have to like it. It's just true. Uh, you know, the, the all kinds of uh, um, uh, just corruption was going on. Uh, the stories of Republican corruption. Should in have been a wake-up call. 
It should have been a wake-up call, but, but no. no. But no. The fact is, the Republican they did it again in 2008. They shook the boogeyman out there. Look, it's a guy who believes in socialism. He wants to redistribute your wealth. Boogity, boogity, boogity. And, the, you know, <laughs> the, the Republicans went out and they vote, voted and they tried their best. It was only by, I, I can't remember what the, the margin was that Barack Obama won by, but it wasn't that much if you look at sort of the popular vote margin. They managed to get the Republicans out. Not me. I'm not falling for it. I didn't vote for John McCain, and I'm not gonna. Thanks. But the people in media, which is the original question, you'd think they'd pay attention. You'd think they would be Johnny on the spot to say, huh, that contract with America, what a scam. Boy, we've been, we've been scammed. We need to figure out something else, something else we can do. But no, it's just, oh, well, the Republicans have lost their way. You know, oh, God, what did we think? We got drunk on power, and now we're going to be good. Trust us. Now that we're not in, not in power anymore, we're right. going to be good. We're, we're back on our principles. Small government, yeah! And, you know, they think you're going to fall for it again. And the fact is, most Americans will yep. because they're indoctrinated in this dual party paradigm and they've been just so effectively done. And so, as I was saying, talk show hosts are no different from you and I. I mean, I happen to be a talk show host, which, uh, we're, but we're no different from the rest of you. We just, we just have a microphone in front of our mouths. And so, when you're listening to the other talk show hosts out there, they're just like you. We've all been indoctrinated. We've all been trained to believe in the state and believe that the government is good and great and that, that we need to uh, to have it and we need to follow the rules and, and do what they say and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's a really frustrating situation. The good news is it can be changed. The good news is that the liberty message is a persuasive one and it does make sense and it is logical, but it has to be presented and it has to be listened to. And the fact is... This is another sad part about talk radio. The reality of talk radio is there are certain rules that talk show hosts are taught when they begin uh, their careers. We were given these rules, Mark. In the we very were beginning. sat down by uh, my mentor and given these rules. Great guy, by the way. I love Absolutely. Davis. Uh, but, but the way I do things is I don't really care too much for the rules that I don't care for. So when someone tells me, here's what you have to do, here are the rules you have to follow, I listen to them and I select the ones that I agree with. <laughs> and then I go and follow those. Eat the meat, spit up the bones. Yeah. But most people, maybe they don't do that. You know, it's that authority, top-down mentality. Well, the general manager says I have to do you know, says I have to do this. And if I don't do this, I might not keep my talk show host job. So I better do what he says. Hey, and hey. So somebody's putting up their mic there. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, the, so the GM, uh, you know, will lay down these rules. And one of those rules is you are not supposed to change your mind. This is one of the big rules in talk radio. You're supposed to come on the air with a viewpoint... And then enforce that viewpoint throughout the entire rest of your on-air career. And it's crazy. You can change. You just can't change on-air while other people are listening. Like, you could come back the next day and say, well, I've had a change of heart and I think this, this, and this. But you're not allowed to do it while people are listening. It's so disingenuous. You know, uh, what I hope happens is that Free Talk Live spawns, uh, you know, a sea of imitators. And then all of a sudden, you know, the media is taken over by pro-liberty viewpoints. Yeah, well, it's probably not going to happen next year, but maybe over time it will. It's Benny in here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime. Or not tomorrow night, but Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 